0: Holy fucking shit, we did it. ScoMo's out, fucking see you, cunt, fucking buy My photo I uploaded with my fucking finger in his face. All my friends and I were giving the finger screaming, fuck you, cunt. And um, someone, yeah, me saying, how disrespectful. Yeah, babe, that's the point. That was the goal, to disrespect that fucking cunt. Anyway, I'm never speaking about him ever again. So therefore, here's a compilation of all the things that I've said about ScoMo over his amazing, Wonderful, gorgeous prime ministership. We love it. Little compilation of all the times I've roasted that little bitch. In all seriousness, I am very happy about the election. Obviously, I've spoken about how happy I am that things are changing in the Australian political landscape. But um, obviously, yeah, feeling good, babes. I was out on the weekend with my friends when it happened, and um, whenever we'd feel a, you know, you know, feel a bit down, we'd then look at election results and feel right back up there again. Right back up there again, babes. All right, well, also, here is a little song that producer Lem has made. It's almost as good as I Know You Do Ketamine. Hey, 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 And now here are all the times I roasted ScoMo, so buckle up, bitches. Please remember this when we vote. Like, this is genuinely fucked up. The fact that we have, like, last time I checked, it was a 7.9% vaccination rate. Yeah, wild. Guys, when have we... In the past... Five years. When have we been behind America? Yeah, well think we're at the bottom. We're at the bottom of the list of OECD. OECD countries. It's fucked. It's fucking embarrassing. Also, Scomo, it is a race, babe, because the variants are changing.
1: That's right. Remember
0: that video? He was like, it's not a race. It's like, it literally is. It's literally the most important race of our lifetime does. The amazing bloody race. It's the most amazing it's an amazing race. Amazingly awful thanks to you, Skoma. I fucking hate that cunt. So probably, sh- nah, I can not say that. Yeah, <laughs> you It's literally your show. You can say whatever you want. I'm fucking over. I'm done with this bullshit. <laughs> Let's start with my first point, which is the Grace Tame... Situation. So Grace Tame was the Australian of the Year for 2021 um, and she was Australian of the Year because she demonstrated extraordinary courage and she used her voice to push for legal reform and to raise public awareness about the impacts of sexual violence after she herself was groomed and molested. The point of this story is, she was with ScoMo on uh, the twenty fifth of January, and that is when she has a morning tea with the Prime Minister. If you're Australian of the year, and she went, and first of all, can we do what she was wearing? So iconic. She looked so hot. Like I know that isn't the point, but I think it was. I think it was using fashion as a political statement. Like I said this to someone, they were like, "It's not about what she's wearing." I was like, "But it is though, because she's wearing like." Yeah, she's wearing like a red blazer with stars on it. It's like a, almost denim, like it's quite rigid, black trousers. And I think she's wearing like black boots, like almost like combat boots. And I feel like when I talked about this to people, people kind of like laughed it off. And like, yeah, it is like she looks, the outfit's great. But the fact that she talked up to, to Parliament House as Australian of the Year as a woman, not in like a floral dress for a morning tea, I think is just so fucking cool. But she was like, I'm not going to get... Some bullshit stylist to fucking put me in some poofy dress that I don't want to be in to meet Scott Morris and someone who I don't respect. So she rocked up, sick outfit, but she didn't like. She didn't like get into the theme, I guess, of what I think it was supposed to be, which I really like. And that was like an act of defiance in itself. Her outfit alone. I'm, I think. If she, I think if she had smiled, there would have been articles about how her dress was inappropriate.
2: You think so? I think so. You just think they're after her, no matter I, what. I she think does. That it's after
0: her. I think they're fucking after her. I think she's a woman who is staunch against sky. I That we said her inappropriate blazer. Like I just feel like it's like Meghan Markle, how they. I just feel like the way that the media reacted to her not smiling, I feel as though if she wasn't playing the part of like a good girl in a white you know, like a white, like debutante almost dress, smiling with ScoMo and laughing and giggling and being like, oh, yes, thank you so much, Scott Morrison, for being such an amazing prime minister to me, the Australian of the year. I think there would have been outrage. I really do think, maybe not as big, but I think there would have been articles written about, like, why did she wear the chunky blazer, <laughs> a really cool blazer? Why didn't she dress up in a fancy dress?
2: But you know, um, this is the thing, and a lot of people don't know that she said in a podcast with a Batuta advocate, she did say at one point that ScoMo, after she got Australian of the Year, went down to her and whispered after her speech, her incredible speech, are you happy now that you let it off your chest? So how can you fucking smile when somebody tells you, you something like that? Are you serious? Yeah. She has this something personal here. It's not just that she wants to be rude. I mean, I would want to be rude. I don't think it's meant to be something to like measure politeness by, like if you smile or not. She didn't slap him.
0: She didn't slap him. She didn't say anything rude. She literally stood there. And I also think it was nice. I mean, not nice. I mean it was nice for me. <laughs> nice to watch. But she didn't she didn't give them any photo ops. So and people were like she is so, sook the whole time because she was she's smart enough to be like, I'm not gonna give them photo ops. I'm not gonna give them the front the front page of the one photo of me smiling. Fuck that. I don't support this man. I also think that if she hadn't if she had smiled, they would have written articles about how she's hypocritical and how she doesn't actually stand by her beliefs and how, oh, when it suits her, when she can get attention, when she's Australian of the Year at the morning tea, then she likes Scott Morrison. It would have been, it would have been Grace Tame laughing with the Prime Minister despite her criticism of his of his past actions. That's what it would have been. It wouldn't, it, like, I just, I just feel like she couldn't have won here because she can't fucking stand him. It's like if I met Joe Rogan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would have been like, I'm like gonna be. Like, I'm gonna be an asshole to you. Like I'm gonna be a cunt to you, babe. Like you're the worst. Or if I met, you know, Skomo equally. But she also has that additional personal. That's that's added inflicted trauma from him. That is so disgusting and revolting. And I think after the last year, and everything's come out in Parliament, and everything's come out in Australia in regards to the amount and the prevalence of sexual assault in Parliament. I mean, Brittany Higgins being raped. I cannot, I can believe, but it is so disappointing that the Australian media chose to attack Grace Tame for not fucking smiling. Also, why do we have to be polite to people? Politeness is the reason why these things are swept under the rug because no one wants to question anyone around them, no one wants to be rude to anybody around them. So they just say, oh, but, you know, he's a nice bloke, so I'm just going to be polite to him in public. This is the whole thing of, like, holding your mates accountable, holding people accountable in a social setting, being impolite to someone who is doing something to negatively impact you or other people. The politeness is the whole reason why this is able to happen. It's so ironic. That this is the thing they're so mad about. Also, why are you so fucking angry about her not smiling? What does it mean? Oh, it's immature. It's not immature. It's actually the most mature thing to do, is to meet someone you, do, you dislike and go, hello, hello, Scott Morrison, you piece of shit. Like, what the fuck? There's obviously, I think that everyone's heard every take. There was an amazing uh like moment on the project. Did you see this? Yes. I'm so. Sure, I'm sure we also. It is on their socials on the project TV. So go into their. I think it's in a reel. So um Amy Ramikus was on the project, and her Instagram is Pajama Politics. I followed her after this because iconic.
2: Hundred percent. She was. I actually like. To put it in context, Peter Van Onselen, who's one of the anchors, uh, one of the presenters of the show, Mm. had written an article that day Mm. about how rude she was and immature, which is what you said. Yeah,
0: it wasn't immature. That made me fucking irate. When women show emotions, they're immature. Anything but positive, it's you're impolite and you're immature and you're you're childish. You're acting like giving a a tantrum, giving a tantrum. No, she's standing by her beliefs. And also she has personal
2: beef with ScoMo, as we all do. But also, did you know what Skoma reacted, how Skoma reacted after hearing all of that? I did not. Well, he said, you know, Grace has had a really difficult time in her life, like along these lines, I'm paraphrasing. So, you know, like it's pretty traumatic what's happened to her. So I'm like,
0: so because she said trauma, she, you know, any normal person, anyone without trauma would, um, you just gaslit her, anyone without trauma would smile at me because I've been an amazing prime minister and everyone loves me. Um, and, you know, Jenny Jenny told me that everyone loves me. did bring
2: Jenny into Gen- it, actually. Did he? Did he? Did he? <laughs> I
0: can't. I can't. I can't. If any of you vote for him, honestly, unsubscribe. I actually can't. If any of you vote liberal, unsubscribe. I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding. It's actually not normal. It's not normal. He's actually
2: fucked.
0: Oh, my God. So he brought Jenny... Of course he brought fucking Jenny into it. Should we get this quote up? Because I actually... Oh, look, I've seen all that. When everyone comes to our home, when Jenny and I, we invite someone to our home, we greet them with a smile and they're always welcome.
2: I told you who brought Jenny in. (laughs) Fucking
0: Jenny. When Jenny Jenny and I always smile. So because we're smiling at you, you must smile at us back. And that day was actually about all the finalists that we came to celebrate and the previous Australians of the years were there. Jenny and I were there and that day was all about them. And someone's, this pedestrian, they go, hmm, was it Scott or was it an opportunity for some PR pics? And everyone's saying she made it about herself. No, she didn't. A woman acting with autonomy and just being true to her own emotions and her own experiences is not being a sook, is not having a tantrum, is not being all about herself. It's just her existing in the fucking world. And yes, while it was a political statement, her existence isn't a political statement in itself. Like, it was, but only because the media decided to write, like, 150,000 fucking articles about it. What the fuck? It's absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, Grace is a passionate person who's raised important issues. She's had a terrible life ordeal, you know. Things happen to her. Her ordeals, the abuse, it's just awful. And a lot of Australians, me included, you know, support her efforts to ensure that these issues can be raised and addressed. Our government has done more than any other government on this issue. What? It's like people say, like, babe, Trump created more jobs. It's like, what? Where did you get from? <laughs> or it's like, or it's like, also, yeah, let's say that is true. Maybe it's because every, all the allegations of rape came out last year because of Brittany Higgins Maybe, and people like Grace Tame. Maybe that's why. Isn't because you're fucking, you didn't, You weren't proactive, you were reactive, you Fuck. <laughs>
1: sent me a photo of a testing place in Melbourne. They were in line and there were people literally like lying down on the ground because they were just so exhausted. They couldn't stand up. Everyone was coughing because all well, these people are sick. They've got COVID. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it's so great that now we can rat test. And like, I had to rat test. It was luckily just at that time when the government was like, if you can't get like, if you do a positive rat test, you don't need to do a PCR. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. I don't have to try for like a fourth day to go and get thank one. Thank God for that. Mm. But
0: also now we have no rat tests. I think apparently we're getting millions. I don't really know about that, but... It's also like, ScoMo, how have you fucked this so royally twice in the two most important aspects? Vaccines. I was really, I ran to my story the other day being like, isn't it fucked that the rest of the world got like six months of like being vaxxed and shit? And we got four weeks. We were in lockdown until four weeks and Omicron came because ScoMo couldn't get his fucking shit together. Um, And now we haven't got rat tests, even though he, I, I, now I read somewhere that he he was given the opportunity to buy rat tests didn't do it.
1: I read that he was he was told that there was going to be a shortage of rat tests in September. He was told about like the issue moving forward. What happened? In December, no rat tests. So
0: Yeah, and the people who are isolating can't get out of isolation until they have a negative rat test, right? Or the rules now... Also, the rules changed
1: 12 times in a week. So now, uh, look, I know for Victoria and for New South Wales only, I'm sorry, other states, in Victoria, after seven days, you're out. You're done. No, like, you don't even need to test again. New South Wales, as long as you haven't got symptoms uh, of a cough, sore throat, headache, fever, uh, then after day seven, you're right to go don't need to test negative. It's so... Uh,
0: okay. Oh, All right. My Sorry. Mind. Last time I checked it, a oh, fucking hell. It changes every. It, and now it's like they're just like, we don't really give a fuck. Like, whatever. And it's because they're trying to cover up, the government's trying to cover up their um, their inability to prepare for this wave of the pandemic and being like, you know what, actually, guys, the rules now have changed. You want rat tests? It's actually changed. It isn't in the interest of public health. Or to protect the vulnerable. It's just they're like, we don't have any rat tests, so we can't tell you to get a rat test because people are going to rage that they can't get a fucking rat. Also, I know it's a rat, not a rat test. Leave me alone. So I actually didn't watch this video until literally just then. I'd seen the quotes in news articles and I'd seen the quotes um, all over my newsfeed, but I hadn't watched the video And this is the quote from Scott Morrison regarding how he feels about the alleged rape of someone who was in his staff, right? So this is someone that is in Parliament House that he has responsibility for and the culture is his responsibility and he is saying this is how he feels about it. Jenny, his wife... Jenny and I spoke last night and she said to me, you have to think about this as a father first. What would you want to happen if it were our girls? Jenny has a way of clarifying... Sorry, it's ridiculous. Jenny has a way of clarifying things, always has. And so as I've reflected on that overnight and listened to Brittany and what she has had to say. So ScoMo basically said that because his wife said, think about this in the parameters of being a father and a husband... Then you might get some empathy for an alleged rape victim, a 24-year-old at the time, alleged rape victim. There was a wonderful uh, journalist who asked a question: "Why would you?" Something along the lines of "Why would you not think of this as a human being, not as a father?" And he said, and Scott Morrison said, "Well, being a father and being a husband is." Uh, what do you say? Central to my human being, or something like that. Something about basically, he is a father and a husband. Therefore, he can't think of things any other way. But the the journalist asked, "How are men who aren't fathers and aren't husbands supposed to have empathy? Then, if you said your empathy came from being a father, don't you think of these women as people, not just as potential daughters?" Um, I got a cup. F- I got a couple of DMs like two or three DMs from people um, asking me what was wrong with what Scott Morrison said, like genuinely asking, being like, can you explain this? Um, so I think it's just that. It's that the implication that your empathy can only be activated when you're forced to think about your daughters in that situation is abhorrent. It's disgusting. Like it's – you can only think of things when they affect you. You can only think, if my daughter went through this, would I believe her? You should just believe – these horrific allegations, particularly when they come back up with two other allegations now, also you should have empathy for someone going through that regardless of their gender or their relation to you. This only speaks to, I think, Scott Morrison's outlook on women and on uh, women in parliament and how he sees them as... Extensions of his daughters, rather than individuals, and and their own people that have their own emotions beyond just well, you know, in theory, lady equals possible daughter. Therefore, therefore, I feel sad when they sad. Like, dude, dude, like, please, like, I don't have daughters. Like, I said, I'm woman. Like, I don't have sons. Right, I don't have very men in my life. But if I heard about a rape allegation of a man, I would be like, that's horrible. I would have the empathy to think that's disgusting. I don't need to have an extension of me in order to feel... Actually, that's what it is. Wow. It's a narcissistic thing where he can only feel empathy for people that he thinks are an extension of him. Wow. Mind blown moments. Hate you, Scott Morrison. Honestly, me calling him out on this podcast. I love taking the podcast, Scott Morrison. Also, At the end of the day, it is part of his role to ensure that people in Parliament House are safe. So whether or not he has empathy as a person, he also has a responsibility as a leader of our country and of our government to make sure people are safe inside Parliament House, not just because Jenny said so. What the actual fuck? Listener.